Oh boy. Oh, it bar- it barfed. Oh no. <laughs> Excuse me. Where's er- yours? It's delicious. Definitely. I don't have one. I've got to wait for Neil to do his. I have to wait for Neil to do his bit. Uh, BT Dubs, Allison and I are sharing a mic today, so I'm going to be off mic. Wait for the end. It's going to be great. It's going to be like um, when somebody pulls somebody up for an impromptu duet at a concert, <laughs> and it's really awkward and weird. Although uh, that's a real problem with the new movie version of A Star is Born because they just have that mic ready and they cannot have possibly known that she was going to go on stage. <laughs> I mean, I guess he knew, and it's his show, but like, but but she really looked like she wasn't going to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was like really far from the shallow right then, and mm-hmm. it was just. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Do your bid. Uh, oh. Is that? Yeah. We got to um, do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's due to Lander, so we have to start we it, have to do the it the right way. Oh, boy. Okay. Right. I don't remember the words, so can you? Okay. We'll just see what we can do here. Yeah. Go for it. Other way. Other way. Bottom. It's Wait. the bottom. Gee, I'm glad it's raining. Kevin? There's always something. This makes me so happy, Neil. <laughs> Just so you know, you've got 30 seconds before we could be sued. Okay. Oh, okay. You gonna sing along? No, absolutely not. Okay. I thought we agreed no singing along. Yeah. To just let I thought maybe, the maybe dulcet the tones night. of Jim Varney. <laughs> oh my god! Was the movie Ernest Goes Camping? <laughs> Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't. Show it, show it to the people. I don't get it. So every year, uh, since last year, Neil and I have decided to watch a companion film mm-hmm. to help us enjoy Outlander, the, whatever that season is. And this year, after... So last year... Oh, last year we watched... Uh, because they had the whole hunt for the jewels in uh-huh. the chest, we decided to watch the appropriate piece, City, City Slickers, Slickers 2, 2. The Legend of Curly's Gold. Right. Which worked out great for us. Treasure chest. Um, uh, this year, in honor of Claire and Jamie's uh, journey into the wild... Mm-hmm. Camping. We decided to watch the 1987 Jim Varney classic, Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> and he sings a very sad song that he's glad it's raining. Gee, I'm glad it's raining. Please look it up. It is what the What did best they song. want, Kevin? Uh, all they wanted was a hero. And what did he need? All he needed was a friend. Yeah. I'm awfully glad it's raining. <laughs> did you know the Temptation song, I Wish It Was Rain, was written by a man who was very sad about his wife leaving him, and he wrote the song, and he turned it in, and then he killed himself. Is that the... Uh, <gasps> Woof. <laughs> see. I wish it would rain. Yeah. That song. That's a good yeah. song. So Ooh. take a seat, Jim Varney. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He's dead. Um, yeah. he's, he's also dead. Speaking also, of death, Jim Varney. Uh, <laughs> 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 Welcome to Podlander Drumcast and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. Janine's not here, but we have these two schmoes. That's Kevin. And over there is Neil. Oh, God, that's cute. Should no. we do that? No. <laughs> that, that's Julie. I need some beer, please. Oh, so in honor of uh, Dude Lander, and because Kevin was going to be in my home, I got a couple different beers for everybody to share. First, I got um, Allagash Beer, White Rascal. <laughs> Is that because of my pale complexion? And then I got Hopewell uh, Brewing Little Buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a, what a haul, Neil. I, as per tradition, I would bring a 40 for mm-hmm. us, but in recent years it's become harder and harder to find 40s of, of Old English. So I extended my search this year mm-hmm. to Indiana. And unfortunately, oh I could not find... <laughs> 
a 40 of Old English. Uh-huh. I could find a 42 of <laughs> Old English. <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Ooh, look at it. That's 84 Ooh. ounces of OE right there. Oh, I want you to no. know that there's some beer technology in there. It says cold when blue, mm-hmm. and it's, like, whitish. <laughs> I mean, it's bluish, but it's whitish. Can I try to do this? Yeah, you can just be careful. Oh, yeah, definitely line. shook it up, yeah. Sounds delicious. It's gonna be I'm so gonna take sweet. One of these little buddies. Oh god. <laughs> I want a little buddy. There you go. Man, tastes like I underage drinking to me. To get it, Let's look at this. This is a normal beer. My buddy. And here's the little buddy. My buddy. My buddy and me. A white rascal and a little buddy. <laughs> Okay, so we all know that Kevin is the little buddy. So, mm-hmm. um, are you the white rascal, or is or like is like man uh, take conquering lands that don't belong to them in North America? Are they the white rascals? You know, we'll let the internet decide. There's one person watching right now. <laughs> is it us? No. Oh. <laughs> Look at little buddy. Oh yeah, that's so small. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna double as opposed to this guy. <laughs> Opposed to this manly 42 ouncer. <laughs> Cheers. Well, um, this is this is sort of what it looks like when um, I'm trying to think of a very tall character and a very short character. When Jamie stands next to um, Young Fergus. I guess so. I was trying to come up with something funnier. What his kid? Well, the only thing I could think of was Dr. Ruth Westheimer. But, <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know what? Hmm. Hey, Daphne, free idea. Hulu's trying to promote that Dr. Ruth documentary right now. You could do some really great viral marketing. Have uh, Dr. Ruth interview Sam Huon about sex scenes on television. I think that's a great idea. Um, Am I the only one, Neil actually mentioned this last week, am I the only one that's kind of weirdly surprised that Dr. Ruth is still alive? No, I'm 100% surprised. Okay. (laughs) She's doing well. She was at TCA's. That's awesome. I I didn't get to see her, but apparently she was... Very spry. Good for her. Yeah, I was busy doing something else. Something or someone. No. (laughs) However, (laughs) um, I found my limit. Uh, My reach as a journalist extends exactly this far and no farther. Um, I am incapable of speaking out loud in front of David Tennant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, couldn't do it. He was in two separate panels and one of them was a live stream which he did last time too and that whatever I was like well it's a live stream what am am I gonna do there can't be any spark he can't see me Uh, this time however um, I could not do it Uh, been there yeah he wore wore like a kind of greenish and purplish checked suit that was very stylish and purple socks Uh, and he was rocking a really nice beard um like this riffraff, nothing, nothing. Excuse Rude. you. Also, Our Michael Sheen was on that panel, and he has sheer animal magnetism. I get it now. I get how Michael Sheen has has managed to romance so many accomplished and beautiful women. Because mm-hmm. it's not like he's a bad looking dude, but you don't see Michael Sheen and think like, yeah, I'd hit that. But I mean, you might. But like, but Wait, it's not who? like Michael Sheen. Oh, you know, Charlie's dead. Nope. No, no, <laughs> no. I thought, you, I, thought you, I thought you were talking about Michael Shannon no, for a second. That didn't sound right. Also, the easiest frame of reference. I mean, he did Masters of Sex, but he's I don't Tony think you watched Blair that in every movie that had Tony Blair in it in the early two thousands. Except for Love Actually, because the stand-in for Tony Blair is Hugh Grant. Anyway, um, 
No, there's a, let's see. Still he, not you know there. what? He plays Wesley Snipes on 30 Rock. Does that help? He's about to be in Good Omens with David Tennant. Yeah, that's what mm. the panel was. It was. He was in Frost Nixon. Mm. Dude, fucking Google yes. Neil, your phone Wait, is he, right in fucking front of you. Did he play Tony Blair in that? Ah! In that? No, I mean, I've seen a bunch of stuff. The one, the special relationship um, HBO miniseries from the early 2000s. Was that him? You get no. Just right. fucking Google it. It's Michael Sheen. Anyway, the point is, it's good radio. some people just like <laughs> radiate sex appeal and you don't expect it. And Michael Sheen is one of those. I was like, oh, I never right. would have guessed that. Rachel McAdams. Got it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Now I totally get it. Um, what else? Pablo Schreiber is tall. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely tall. All right. So <laughs> Allison and I have to share a mic. So I think this time. He went time, to school with Sophie Stanton. Skeleton? Skeleton? Oh, that's a different person. Oi. <laughs> you guys, they don't really watch the show. They're no. going to try to tell you that they did. We they did. Didn't. We watched every minute of this season of then Outlander. take it away, dudes. Yes. Come on. Romance us with your knowledge of Outlander. Well, we've already discussed it at, at length with each other. Uh, Great. That's <laughs> gee, really I'm helpful. Glad it's gee, I'm glad it's raining. Gee, I'm glad. We watched so many movies this God, year. We did. We watched a lot of the, mm-hmm. the oeuvre of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, Jumanji. That's very helpful, guys. I do actually have one more gift for Neil. Oh. Um, it's inspired by the season of Outlander. It's kind of a, a turning point to bring the conversation home. This is um, in case we ever go back in time and get separated. Would you <laughs> tell them? It's radio, bitch. Yeah, you, need, you need to tell uh, us what it is. Uh, <laughs> could you show this to the internet, please, for a moment? It is a it is a caricature drawing of, I think Kevin. Um, is that supposed to be Kevin or Neil? I, I'm not sure. It, One of us. It's me in case we go back in time and get separated. Oh, it's the charcoal <laughs> drawing. You can yeah. show a picture of me to people. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, "Have you seen this boy in the corner?" Yeah. And it's got Have a you ju- seen this boy? <laughs> it's got a it's got a, a head that's much larger than the body, so not Make a character sure in that, that sense. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> and a t shirt that lightness. says "Fuck you, Neil." <laughs> and he's throwing up two middle fingers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, no, it's this one. Can you tell which one is real and which one's the caricature? Okay. <laughs> How did you lift Kevin so easily? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm all out of surprises. Okay. Right. But yeah, um... <laughs> God. So yeah, so Kevin Watch and I... drink that shit never gets old. Kevin and I, uh, we watched every episode of Outlander together. This, this season mm-hmm. at his home. We convened at his home because he's allergic to cats and it was a little bit rough for him to come here. I regret having you in my home every um, other week. I feel like I've grown much closer to Kevin. I feel like our friendship has really blossomed. You used um, my bathroom with the door open several times. I felt like we had we had a strong acquaintance uh, with I, a tenuous bond heading into this season. But I had I to feel throw like, a chair away because you kept farting in it and it smelled so bad. I feel I like rid a of it. genuine love has developed. I never want uh, you in my home again. And a comradeship that will uh, that per- will last perhaps after death. None of that is true. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't think you guys were even listening. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm playing a game that involves merging uh, dragons on my phone. Oh, it's kind of like how we watched Outlander. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then... 
Great. This has been a short podcast. Yes. yes. That's it then, right? This Unless is the best one we've ever guys, done. You guys, come on. Come talk on. about talk about the fucking show. That's okay. why people um, listen to we you. We can interview you if that's what you want, but, I mean, but you have always made it pretty clear that you come with bits. I and, think we've done them all. Yeah, we ripped through them so oh. fast this year. <laughs> Um, the show, uh, all right, here's my fast and dirty observations of the show. All of our main players were, uh, as good or better this season than they were last season. Um, the show was dealt uh, sort of ongoing with a lot more difficult subject matter that made it a lot harder for me to make, make jokes during the show, um, which was, was a real disappointment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. That's about it. The acting generally stepped up. The show was better than last season. It was harder to make fun of, generally. That is a great summation of your previous summation. Thanks. You're welcome. I could do an even shorter one. Go for it. Good, same, okay. (laughs) Nailed it. All right, Kevin, what about about your thoughts? Um, Same, same, okay. (laughs) No, I think it's... I think it's been well documented on this podcast that I am not a fan of this uh, television program, and that did did not change this season. Uh, I think going back to the your premiere episode, which was a fun way to watch the opening of the season, where I just I was hungover, but I also just wanted to not be there at all for this endeavor. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Uh, I was there to support you guys. Um, he was there for the beginning and the end. Thanks, Kevin. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like, uh, I think you guys hit on it. This show has become, uh, they've removed a lot of the comedy that was there uh, from the earlier seasons. And it's, I don't know, I feel like it's become more, it takes more energy for me to sit and watch the show than mm-hmm. it used to. Um, I, I just, I have said this to people before, I, I feel like ever since they left Scotland, the show has not quite been the same and it really hasn't found that footing yet mm-hmm. that keeps me interested. Mm. Mm. Did you think, did you have more fun watching it last season when it was worse than this season when it was less bad? Did you agree that it was less bad this season? Oh yeah, this season was less bad, um, but it's less fun than the first two seasons. So yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, you're right. They hit on harder stuff this year. And every time they introduce a new character, I feel like they have compounded how hard things are or what kind of huge life-changing uh, mm-hmm. incident they go through. Um, and then other characters are like, well, I did something similar. Let's all talk about it. And it becomes, yeah, it just becomes a, a harder show. Yeah. And like Sam Huon being like so much better at this point is like, it's just, it's more fun when he was like just all like... Head turns and squinty eyes. Can I? All right. I just want to make sure that I understand this. Mm-hmm. Is your argument that the show is better, but it's harder to heckle and therefore less good? Oh, no. It's still, I think, easy to heckle. It's um... <laughs> Ooh, full-size trade. <laughs> it's less... Um, the elements of fun that used to be there are, are pretty much gone right now, I would say. I don't know. How do you feel about that? When you say elements of fun, you mean the like inherent, like the intentional er- uh, elements of fun, like ad- adventure and daring do and like stuff. Like we kick and, and punch and fight and kick and put like that shit. Yeah, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is 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 pretty much gone. I I'd think. like to remind you that the first time we hear that we kick and punch and fight and kick music is uh, after a young woman has been raped, runs into the room screaming because she's hysterical, and then there's a fight at a dinner table. Yeah, but that's not the only time we hear it. 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> we kick and punch and fight and kick and punch and then we fight and then we kick and then we have some sex and then we drink some whiskey. Keep going. Yes. Oh, I have to keep going? No, uh, okay, I have some questions. Yeah, go how, how about we do, How about we do this? What was your favorite moment of the season? I already know Kevin, so I'm just teeing him up for a joke. But um, I'll let Neil go first. Well, I mean, the moment that I actually generally liked the best was probably, or that, like, grabbing the most was probably Jamie and... Um, What's Brianna? your name? Brianna's oh re- uh, meeting for the first him, time. I was going to let him hang out there for a second. Okay, you know what? Next time, I'll let him dangle. It's yeah. not like there aren't a lot of complicated names. No. Not that Brianna is a complicated name, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so Jamie and Brianna's reunion. Yeah, or, uh, or not you, reunion, but their uh, meeting. Uh, meeting, yes. Yeah. Um, that, that was Did good. you notice the pee hand? Uh, I know, weirdly, we did not make any pee hand jokes. What did Juliet let? I think that that means that you've got a lot of pee on your face. (laughs) (laughs) You've got years of pee on your face. Uh, Neil using the bathroom with the door open several times (laughs) during the season, I can concur that that man does not wash his hands. There's pee all over your face and home. Neil. I am disappointed. I wash my hands every time I use the bathroom at Kevin's house. Thank you. Soap was never used. At Kevin's house, he says. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can confirm part of what Kevin is saying, which is that Neil loves to wham in your bathroom. Like, he he loves to disrespect a friend's bathroom. Hold on. And it's really, it's like dump and dash. Wait. I just. The actual situation is that I like to wham when it's time to wham. (laughs) And I'm not dissuaded by the location or the uh, company. Yeah, but the need to wham doesn't explain the the fucking cocky-ass strut you do when you come out of the bathroom after disrespecting somebody's bathroom. The cocky-ass strut is because I'm uh, I'm not carrying as much uh, ballast (laughs) as when I went in. Everything's a little bit easier at that point. Okay. Mm. All right. Hands off, ladies. He's taken. God damn right. Okay. So your favorite moment was the very lovely reunion slash pee hands. I mean, as well, if, so it's like the LeBron James thing, right? Like Tom and I have the thing that whenever we're talking about who's good at things in basketball, we always like agree that we're going to say that we mean implicitly besides LeBron James. Okay. Right. Who's good. Who's the best in the NBA at this thing? I mean, except for besides LeBron James. Right. So yes, that was probably my favorite moment. Assuming that we're not counting any time Rolo's on screen. Oh, Mm -hmm. what a good dog. He's a good dog. He's a very good dog. Um, so my favorite moment happened in the very first episode of the season. And it was the quick shot of Galus naked covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a good moment, though. It is a good moment. It's the best moment of the season this from last season year. This season could have used more. Right? Where was all the doing it in general in this There season? have been hot takes all over the internet about why there was not any I doing it this season. I tried very hard but did not get called on to ask a question about that um, during a panel. And actually, you know what? That's not fair. I'm exaggerating to make it sound simpler than it is. Uh, I was planning to ask a question about the reduction in the frequency and duration of sex scenes on Outlander and the reasoning behind it and whatever, because Meryl Davis, who's one of the two female producers on the show, um, primary producers on the show, uh, who I think is currently considered the showrunner, I would have to check on that, um, did a panel at TCA with Katrina and a bunch of other women from Stars. only TCA. All these networks kept programming these panels. I think that one was maybe called Fiercely Female. Oh, barf. Well, in theory, it's a good idea, right? 
you get women together who work in positions of power at your network and then talk about the work. And the only way that we're going to change things is to increase visibility and give them platforms and put them in front of microphones and all that stuff. And that's great, right? So basically they're asking us to cover this female talent and a lot of it behind the camera. That said, the people in the room, predominantly men, uh, love to ask questions that were just bullshit. So give us um, a few. Uh, well, this so this is not, was not an all female panel, and it was not a question from a man. It was a question from a woman, um, and I'm not going to say what show it was because I don't want to like talk shit about a journalist I don't know because I don't know her. Right. Um, Wait, but, say it like Mariah Carey though. I don't know her. Okay. I don't. Um, no, it's not like that. I genuinely don't know her. Um, but she asked a panel a panelist, why she was interested in producing a specific program about a woman who is not, cons- like, about a character who does not meet what we would consider the standards of conventional beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, by saying, you're, you've always been beautiful, why were you interested in this material? Oh. Yeah. It was, you watched everybody on the panel. Um, do exactly what the three like of us clinch their buttholes. Yeah, it was really something else. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of like, what do you think it means to have more women behind the camera? Like, mm-hmm. what is a, what does the female sensibility do? And people mm-hmm. weren't just mm-hmm. asking questions about the filmmaking. Anyway, point being, I wanted to ask Marilyn a question about the sex on Outlander, and then the questions were so bad that I was like, this is just going to sound like a bad question in this context. <laughs> like, it's just going to sound like I'm, I just want them to talk about girl shit, when really, like, I actually have this question. Well, can I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, for the, is the sex ramped down in the books, or is the sex in the books no. fairly constant? I mean, you know what, actually, it might slow down a little. Just because homesteading is really hard work, mm. but when it happens, and it definitely happens more frequently, um, I mean, it's an explicit detail. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like, exactly what is done to nipples, mm-hmm. and exa- like... And what is the... Mm-hmm. Yes, please, and speak slowly. <laughs> this is so weird. I feel like I'm talent on a panel at the TCAs. Um, it's, you know, it's like, Diana Gabaldon writes... For anybody who wants to read good books, but writes as a woman about a woman who's been married for a long time. She's also been married for a long time. So it's two people who are intimately familiar with each other's bodies and are not shy about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like they have extremely intimate sex. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like like fast and quick and hot. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, let's set aside six hours and we'll start in the bathtub and just see what happens. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's sex they plan for and there's sex that happens spontaneously. And a lot of them, and sometimes it's sad and sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's hot and it's all over the place. Um, Except in season four. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my biggest problem with season four is that they just, anytime, with the exception of Brie and Roger, anytime there was boning, they just cut away. And, And I mean, do we think, that it could be an intentional moving away from it, and are they shooting themselves in the foot with the, some of the reasons people watch the show in the first place? Maybe there's a lot of conversation in the <clears throat> fandom <laughs> about um, the Outlander fandom is real mad at me right now, guys. Oh. For what? Yeah. Um, because I said they should. <laughs> they speak into the mic. Because I said that they should just accept the fact that it's a fucking television show and not a book. Um, you mean the thing on TV? 
Yes. Um, there's a lot of like, why did you cut this? Why did you cut that? You've complete, there's a, a lot of conversation about essentially, and nobody uses this term. Well, I'm not going to say nobody uses this term. People do, but, um, most people don't use this term, but they're essentially saying that like they've, um, castrated Jamie and made him like, he's too sensitive. He's not an alpha male. Wait, anymore. I'm sorry. Mm. I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, so I kind of lied a little bit. We like half pay attention when we watch it. Did they actually cast her? No. Jamie this season? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Um, no, it's, um, they, it's like, they think it's an SJW thing. They want, like mm. they want, they need Jamie to be, uh, less alpha because they have to be hip to the times. It's bullshit. It's just bullshit. Jamie does almost all of the things that Jamie does in the books. Um, it's just that it's not, if they were to do everything that happens in the books, there would be fucking 97 seasons of television in which a bunch of episodes in which not very much happens. Um, how is that different than a couple episodes this season? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bitch. They also have a whole thing about, um, the character of Claire being shrewish and not welcoming enough and not loving. So the same people who think that uh, Jamie's character has been demanded think that she's not womanly enough. And on the flip side, there are other people that think that they just relegated her to a back seat and that she's too submissive and that she's not forward enough. There's a lot of um, projection on those two characters in particular. And then on top of that, there are people who just are not interested in Brianna and Roger at all. And then other people who think there's nowhere near enough Brianna and Roger. It's just, and they all think that they speak for the Outlander fandom as a whole. um, Which is bonkers. And, and that's not everybody, right? Like it's a small, but vocal minority. They also, uh, don't like when you say this because then, (laughs) then you're tarnishing the reputation of the outlander fandom for which they personally speak for as a whole again. So anyway, they're mad at me because I said it's a, a TV show and not a book. I I agree. There's a guy at my gym, old fella, former, uh, pro baseball player. Oh, no way. What's his name? Uh, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, now works for the Chicago parks department. Fighting to get his social security. Anyway, this is a different, a whole different story. But he always wants to corner me and talk to me about what's wrong with all with the de- depictions of Thor in the Marvel movies. Oh, all the time. Wants to always tell me. I ain't nothing wrong with Thor. <laughs> not a damn thing. You. I mean, you've met my fella. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a chair, not a fart. Wait, let me see if I can do it again. Oh, <laughs> it was definitely a fart. I take it back. Um, you starbirds just ripping ass. Yeah, everywhere. it's uh, there's a like a a problem with purity. Um, a lot of times when people talk about fandoms and specifically adaptation, um, which doesn't mean that there's not a point to be made about that. Like there are choices in the adaptation that I don't love. Mm -hmm. And if you were to talk to my fella about, um, the Zack Snyder Batman movies, he first of all, won't ever stop talking. And I'm really (laughs) sorry. Superman, Um, the Zack Snyder Superman movies. But, oh yes. But also Batman. Also, Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah, like yeah, specifically. Yes, yes, sorry. Yep. Um, because he just is really bothered by the choices that they made. And mm-hmm. that, to be honest, like, his perspective makes perfect sense to me because it's about fundamental things about the character that are being changed in ways that don't make sense to the circumstances of the character. In this case, the characters we're watching on the screen are the fucking characters from the book. Like, there isn't a change. There's not a change in backstory. There's not a change in motivation. It's just that 
people don't like that they excluded this part or this part or this other part or this other part. It's very and, and strange. And you think they're trying to blow it up to be about core principles of the characters. I think, I mean, I think really... they honestly believe that it's about core principles of the characters. I think but they believe it. Because, you know? yes, and everybody's opinion is valid. It's just that when the way you react to it is to... Um, Burn it all down! Yeah, well, to fucking <laughs> harass people on the internet about it, yeah. which is really the problem. I mean, they also are all convinced that Outlander is going to get canceled because the fans are fleeing, and Outlander is the second most popular show on Stars after Power, which is a massive draw. Um, so it's not going anywhere. I mean, they haven't even started shooting the fifth season yet, and they did this stars panel and had fucking two people from Outlander on it. They have nothing to promote. They mm-hmm. haven't even started shooting. Mm-hmm. And they had them there because Outlander is a like yeah. a serious meal ticket for or, them. Or, so. I mean, not knowing anything about the books, I mean, Kevin, you, I'm, I mean, sure, I, I'm sure you'll have a take, but... I do. Um, I mean, I would not think that JB was like less manly or less alpha watching him beat the shit out of a man he doesn't know anything about just because <laughs> one person told him like, hey, that, yep. you know, or and Claire seems like a total fucking boss running that farm and like doing her thing, you know, yeah. like so, but I haven't read the books, so I could be wrong. I, mean, I have, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you too. I don't feel like, I feel maybe out of all of those uh, arguments that you listed, the one that I kind of agree with is that Jamie and Claire this season took a backseat to Roger and Bree. But I think that's just because narratively it's newer and you have some of those things that we might have missed in the 20-year time jump uh, while they were apart to kind of cover between uh, uh, Disturbance and Dogface. But um, Wait, what? Oh, that's right. I used their nicknames that other people on this dumb show gave them. <laughs> Not this dumb show, meaning your show, but the actual television show. Oh, right, because a Brie is a disturbance in Gallic <laughs> and uh, Dogface. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, Kevin, it It, always impresses me that you listen. You know, Kevin, it just, it sounds so much meaner coming from you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen, I stand by it. But when you say dog face, I picture the dad from Teen Wolf. (laughs) How fucking dare you? Do not, do, do, do not bring Teen Wolf into this. Uh, I will say one other thing that surprised me in the, the Fuhrer, in the, Bree. Oh! That's come after. Where's my fan? All this shit. Um, The one thing I thought for sure everybody could fucking agree on is that it was a really good call to not kill Myrta so that you could keep Duncan LaCroix around, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No. Nope. There are people out there who think that the reason that season four was so bad... Julie didn't even move her hands, but I could feel her body making a wanking off gesture, also, like without moving three, her hands. Please. So I mean, true. there are lots of people who think season three was better. That's like a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's how I. I'm like, uh, really? Do those people watch TV or? Do you think it's because the part of it was still in Scotland? Because of the whole prison, we met Lord John Gray, we had all that stuff. I, I mean, I will say, I think that for the most part, the highs in season three are a little bit higher, but I also think the lows were lower, like mm-hmm. considerably lower. Mm-hmm. So And too much boat. Yeah. And the lows <laughs> are backloaded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you got all the lows at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and too much boat. They were coming to America. The worst fucking part of season th- of season four was the fucking green screen canoes. <laughs> so, um, you know, boats stay off them. But I will say this: the best part of season four was all of the foliage porn from the establishing shots oh, of God, Fraser's Ridge. Oh God, he loves Ridge. foliage. Foliage oh, porn. I love foliage, foliage porn. <laughs> 
foliage porn. You guys, I had no idea, but he legit is like all about uh, some shots of autumnal. Just, like yeah. This, this. Do you show you me like some leaves? Peeping? Yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to find me in the fall, I go up to Vermont for seven, eight weeks, and I just sit no, and don't. stare at my window every day. You do not. I look at the slow hand of death creeping in on leaves. <laughs> it's it's idyllic. Wait, it's now idyllic. I kind of believe him. Yeah. <laughs> I got a nice little cabin up there. You're not invited because you'll just blow it out. Let me ask about, since I, since I already I mentioned... i got to find that cabin. Our, um, our favorite fellow. Um, what did you think about the resurrection of the painful moose? Well, I think part of uh, my, my uh, argument that I'm just going to make all the time is that when you leave behind Scotland, you leave behind all of these characters that we spend two years getting to know and they develop and then you see their relationship. Uh, leaving all of that behind in season three or a majority of that behind in season three just kind of, I think, shit the bed real hard. So to have someone come back and someone that actually is uh, is a good actor and, and can lift a scene up, I think... Uh, to me, I enjoyed that because I don't really like adult Fergus as much as I liked kid Fergus. Yeah. Uh, so you're not really getting all of those kind of um, uh, connections that they had previously. So to have someone come back. Were you uh, surprised? I wasn't surprised. No, not surprised at all. Not at all. Yeah. Not surprised. Um, happy, but, you know. Yeah. With, with the character that big, I'm like, if I don't see the body. Then, totally. You know. Kind of like uh, the, the guy from the bad guy from this year that like doesn't blow up, but they think blows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's totally dead. I'm sure he totally got blowed up in the prison explosion. You know, the real twist would be if if some movie franchise or TV series only killed people off on screen, uh, only killed people off off screen, and then they never came back, that would be the real twist. No? Is that a... Is that like Game of Thrones or something? No, I'm saying that? that's real. If they really, if you really wanted to surprise people, making a TV show, you wanted oh. to kill people off, and they only ever died off screen, right? Then you really would never know who was going to come back. Like classic drama style, where a messenger just runs in and tells you about all My about Lord, the horrible the queen is way dead. they died, and, yeah. and then it was true. Yeah, yeah sometimes, right. yeah. and then sometimes not. Then you'd really be in suspense. It's fine, Daphne. Give me a call. I've got thoughts. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm glad to have Murtaugh back. Totally fine. I mean, he's uh, he's more frustrating um, this season, right? To, to whatever extent, like, I get pulled in by the drama and, like, start rooting for this character and that other character, like Murtaugh's whole thing. You know what? Actually, here's the thing. They're all such terrible time travelers, yeah. right? Murtaugh <laughs> knows about the time travel. Claire, Jamie knows about the time travel. Claire is right there, a time traveler. Now there's two more time travelers. And you've still got Murtaugh, like, agitating for, like, what, overthrowing the British governor, like, 20 years or whatever before. I, don't, I have no idea what year this is. in, in it's not life. that far. Okay. 1764, I believe. Yeah, but so they could just be like, yo, dude. Like, chill for a decade. It's okay. all going to happen. Well, he'll be dead. <laughs> I mean, he started doing all of that stuff before they found each other. And I don't know how much talking they did about the American Revolution when they were in France. Right. He might have been. There he, yeah, but he might have been yeah, part of what started the revolution is what we're saying. But he's yeah. still doing it, right? And they're, right. Not, they're not saying, like, Claire and Jamie are being like, yo, chill, because here's the, what's going to happen. They're just like, oh, gosh, how do I keep from having to hunt my friend? That's fair. Well, how about yeah. you could keep they, from they hunting him by telling him, yo, in 10 years, all this shit's going to get blown up. Well, 
yes, yes, that's fair. My thing about how do I keep from hunting my friend is here's how you keep from hunting your friend. Mm-hmm. You find a corpse, you light it on fire, and then you right. drop it at the governor's mansion and say, hey, here's that guy. And right. then you just well, have they're clearly all going to die in a fake fire. Spoilers right? for season five. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Murtaugh's dead. Like this is all theory. But well, he Murtaugh's did he re- in the books. He replaced another character that's in the books, right? No. So he replaced sort of. I mean, it looks like he's kind of replacing several characters, but all of the entry points are totally different. So, um, for instance, the everything that's happening with Jocasta, that doesn't happen with anyone in the books. Oh, she doesn't fuck anybody in the books? Mm-mm. Ooh. She... Good for her. It's, it's different. She certainly has, like, a romantic interest, but it is mostly asexual. Um, there is no, like, shoulder biting. That Certainly that we see. Um, <laughs> there's also... We don't know any of the regulators intimately. Like, there are regulators, and we meet them and talk to them, but not. it's not anybody within the circle. So, um, so mostly it's new ground. It's mm. familiar areas, but approached in new ways. Um, and I don't know what is going to happen with Jocasta. I'm curious to see where they take that. Uh, the character I thought he was going to replace is the mostly asexual love interest of Jocasta, who happens to only have one arm, Duncan Innes. Um, but obviously he has two arms, and it's uh, pretty fucking sexual. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Surprise Jocasta Murtaugh boning. Yeah. I Thoughts? Was, oh, well, I was uh, here making mac and cheese oh. when you guys talked about it on the podcast so before I saw the episode, so I knew it was going to happen. And I was at the live show where you guys talked a lot about it. Hours before I saw the episode, oh, so I right. knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So, so we were fine with it. Nonplussed. Yeah, it was great. Yes. Right great. in the middle. But I mean, were you into it? I mean, I was well, more, that's a weird... The phrase, yeah. the phrase Not like into it like you got semis. Not like, I mean, yeah. like, were you into <laughs> it narratively? What if I did? I mean, then great. I'm very yeah. happy for you. Get out of my home forever. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I was more into the fact that I knew that the but episode was home almost right over. Now. All right. <laughs> The episode was almost over, meaning the season was almost over, and then I was done watching. That's what I think I was most excited about. I, I think it's great. Uh, I think, I don't know, you see all these people suffer so much at times that you want them to have a little bit of, of something good, and so fucking good for them. Why not? Everybody fuck. Everybody just go fuck somebody. With consent. I have some doing it questions. Okay. Oh, like for the how? dudes. Or? Yes. No. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck off. All right. What did you think about... This chair really is making it sound like I'm farting. It really is. So the central and um, most important sex scene this season... I'm sorry that your OE sucks, because I know it sucks. I fucking love it. Ugh, disgusting. Is uh, the Brie and Roger hand fast doing it in front of the fire scene. Right? Mm-hmm. That was Do solid you, doing it. Thoughts? Okay, cool. Now, I, I did Agree, disagree? Oh, no, no, I think... I had nothing further to add or contrast. Some of, the, some of the best doing it in the season. It was the best doing it, it was. in yeah. the season. I yeah. agree. Um, now, from a cultural standpoint, as white men, I just need to hear your voice here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Why don't we see more dongs on television? Go. Oh, because uh, 
you know, uh, white men are controlling most TV and dongs are gross. Why are they scared of dongs? Can I ask a question? Is there a rating? Are there rules? Are there, yes. are there rules about like how much breast you can show versus how much dong you can show? Like female breast versus male genitalia you can show? Or like how much uh, of, of vagina you can show uh, versus how much donger you can show? Like, well, it all depends on the... Spend? I mean, there's a... Um, uh, there are different ratings between TV and film, right? Like, and, and different standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly there's a big difference between um, subscription cable packages, uh, basic cable packages, and right. network television. Mm-hmm. Um, with network, it's like you can't suggest that somebody just pooped. Like, you can't show somebody wiping their ass, even if you can't see their ass and shit like that. Um, there's all the conversation you and I had last year about, um, about words, Neil, where like on crazy ex-girlfriend, they can say, um, can't believe she didn't come as long as the word come is found followed by and tell me what she needed. Right. 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 Um, you got to eat the peach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, um, my favorite crazy ex-girlfriend, let's get around the standards, was, um, tell me of your sins and tempt the, me with their luridness. Let me something, something, let me choke on your cocksuredness. Yeah. Um, which is followed by an ensemble of dancers singing, innuendo! And it just makes me laugh every time. So, um, so I guess, what, so what, I, for stars, like, are there any considerations for stars for having full frontal male nudity as often as they want to? Well, um... I know for sure, although I don't know the specifics of it, that there is a big difference between a boner and a flaccid penis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Outlander <laughs> has... Inches. <laughs> in terms of the way, how weather is going to be on gen- TV. General comfort. Uh, oh, God, that said, yeah. Stars has had boners on TV. There's the scene, the most talked about scene from the first season of American Gods oh, yeah. is two men having sex and you and you see one of them ejaculate like fire essentially mm-hmm. into the other one. Yep. That sounds normal. Um, yep. And it's that like a genie. huge, mm-hmm. a huge ween, wang. I almost said ween. That's he not did, the cabbie that yeah. had sex with the genie, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, back for season two. Uh, they showed up in promo photos. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they can, but I think it's just, in addition to being a lot more rare, I assume it's harder to actually justify. But there have been wangs on Outlander. There, harder, wait, I'm sorry. Just have you, not been when you say harder to justify. That was actually my question. I'm like, assuming culturally. to standards and practices. I'm talking about what can and can't be shown on TV. Culturally, we just... People, for whatever reason, female nudity is more acceptable and more titillating because nobody cares really about what women want to see. Do you think female actors are more willing to show bear more in the job than male actors are? I don't know. I see a lot of male butts. Yep. There are lots and lots of dude butts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see a lot of male torsos. Uh, I think, and you also, it's not like you see a ton of vag on TV. Well, when you say vag, do you just mean like the female pubic hair, like pubic region? No, I'm talking, or talking about, about like, like sp- spread open. Yeah, like, like it's not yeah. like you see a ton of labia on yeah, TV. Yeah, that's, that's very rare. It's there though. Mm-hmm. Like it happens. I would say you see, I feel like I see more dung than I see actual labia. Yes, I would agree. This is right? a strange Too conversation. Yeah. This is the conversation that you want to have. I knew that it would take us somewhere interesting. <laughs> well, it's a good question. This is interesting? Uh, God, I hope someone to finds me? this interesting. But but the, whether we say more dong than labia, which I, I 
intuitively feel is true is obviously totally outweighed by like the sexualization of the female form over the male form sure. like across well, and, all film and forever. we consider a topless woman a sexual object mm-hmm. and we do not consider a topless man I mean we right. can but men have their shirts off for all kinds of reasons on if CBS women ha- oh, men can go topless God. on CBS yes. nobody wanted to see that on the Super Bowl um, <laughs> if, yeah. if you're Maroon 5 I mean that's true oh I didn't want to see it oh. I, I can't speak for every listener, Wait, really? listener of the show oh yeah I, didn't I think that. it's just because I didn't want to see what's his name Maroon 5 uh, yeah Maroon 5 I didn't want to see Maroon 5 mm-hmm. shirtless in the first place I didn't yeah. sign up for this Adam Levine sure mm. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the, the the issue that I have. But but if any listeners like we're down for that, like whatever, you get your thing. Um, if our little strong sexual content and nudity and all that shit that Stars does at the beginning of every episode, uh, if Jamie is shirtless, there's not going to be a nudity warning. Right. If Claire is topless, even if if it's because she's like. I don't know, tossed in a lake, if she's doing laundry, if mm-hmm. it's like, if it's scary, if it's, I don't, any number of reasons, non-sexual things, it will still give you a warning of nudity because, right. um, breasts are considered, you know, sexual and intimate. And there's a code, standards of practice or yeah. whatever. So that it's the weird. code that requires the code. Right. So, but, but for Julie, I don't, I don't know. I do, sus- I do suspect that male actors um, are getting their way a little bit more and are able to decline that or feel more able to decline that um, than possibly female actors are able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Stars has a new show coming out called Now Apocalypse um, made by a, a sort of an indie film um, stalwart named Greg Araki, uh, which is just oh, yeah. full of nudity. Loads of nudity I, and loads of doing I it. I watched a movie by that guy in the 90s. It was... Something. <laughs> um, I, I have a question, Allison. Yeah. I'm going to just ask you because it's more interesting than Outlander. Do, uh, <laughs> HBO has like the new sex consultant, right? I don't know the right term for it, right? Or intimacy look consultant or something? Intimacy choreographer. Thank you. Has Stars picked up something like that? Are more networks doing that? It's a show-by-show basis. It's a little trickier because um, TV shows are produced by production companies, some of which are in-network and some of which aren't, uh, which is why, for example... Um, Netflix is unlikely to keep making a ton of Marvel shows because they're not produced by Netflix. Um, they're produced by Marvel and ABC. Um, or uh, it was easy for, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine to make the leap to NBC because the production companies already have ties to NBC. Um, a network is less likely to cancel something that they produce because it costs them less money because they're not paying somebody else to license it. So... Um, so basically, intimacy choreographers and coaches, uh, it's a show-by-show show basis. Um, we, had a, we had a conversation at TCA with somebody. Oh, it was, you know, I think it was um, the now apocalypse people were talking about they don't have one. Um, because and a, a, this actress who's on the show who is French said that she thinks it would make it a million times more awkward than her, that she views intimacy scenes as sort of jumping in cold water, and that's the best way to do it. You just do it and like follow your instincts, and if you feel safe, then great. And the, if you put too much on it, then you're just going to be in your head about it, and you're just going to feel uncomfortable, and that would be worse for her. And obviously that's not going to be the case for everybody. Um, I think it's a really good development. But no, it's not a, an industry standard by any means. With this show in particular, I think they've always done a good job with the intimacy, uh, whether it's 
consensual or non-consensual in the show. I think they've always done a very good job of uh, depicting it, and it's more often than not either integral to the story or like a nice moment of relief that uh, through that we learn more about the characters in those intimate moments. So I was just curious if maybe they were like, yeah, let's get one and see if that... I'd be curious to know. I don't know. I know that uh, The Wedding, which is by far um, the most sexual of the episodes that's the most time they spend on sex and even the scenes that aren't sexual are either flashbacks or it's sort of like in between acts and they're just sort of together and like naked and talking about shit um that was directed by a woman a lot of the Mm -hmm. scenes that have a lot of sexual content were directed by women and i do think that that makes a difference which isn't to say that there aren't male directors who do really great work in safe environments with female performers but um the wedding certainly feels like an episode of TV that was either directed by a woman or directed by a dude who understands how the female brain works and the female body because that's uh, which episode, sadly rare. Which episode are we talking about? The wedding. wedding. No, I bet. Oh, you mean from the first? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you fucking keep up? No. Okay. No. No. It's the old E. It's going straight to my brain. Oh. All right. Well, that brings me to my final question that I had for you guys because I thought about all these things like boom, boom, boom. It's clear they're related. So we talked about Brian Rogers doing it. We talked about why don't we get to see more dongs on television and yep. what the fuck is y'all's problem? And then. Um, <laughs> This is a little bit of a left turn, but we're having the conversation that led into it. How did you guys feel about or did you notice the way that Bree's rape by Stephen Bonnet was filmed? Neil, I feel like you haven't said anything worthwhile in a while. Do you want to take yeah. this one? Um, um, well, there's a leading part of that question, which is... Uh, no, 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 no. No, there's... no, no. I just want to... Let me clarify what I mean. That the, the, If I noticed how it was filmed, I, I did not notice how it was filmed, and I'm not sure I know what you mean by that at all. So what I'm sure... I, because I don't know what you mean by that, I assume that means I did not notice what you're talking about. Okay, so um, um, if you remember... Yeah, do man, you got something? Do you... When you say how it was filmed, do you mean how it was filmed or how it was put together? Yes. Because there is the moment of, uh, it's, it's intercut several times between, um, uh, in the room where it happens. That's for you, Allison. And then outside of the room with a bunch of complicit guys just playing cards, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it cuts back and forth between that. And there's ever so often you get a shot of somebody hearing the muffled screams and then they would... Have a look of like, maybe I should, I don't know, I'm not going to do anything. Like you again. Oh, I didn't even get the impression they felt like they should do it. I felt like there were a couple of times where someone would glance down and have a a slight moment of recognition that they should not have let this happen in the way in which it is happening. I think you're giving them too much credit, but maybe you're right. Well, I think I I try to believe in the best in human beings, an asshole. There's also the question of, is it actually any better if somebody knows it's wrong and does nothing than if they Mm -hmm. don't think it's wrong and do nothing? Um... There's some ways where you might be actually worse. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I think that you're right that Julie is maybe asking about the perspective, um, the way in which the story is put together. And like, am I right? And going back and mm-hmm. forth between the tap room and the room in which it's happening. And um, I mean, it was super effective. It was, it was, I don't know what to say that's not just obvious. It was fucking awful. So yeah, I think it's a, a good choice to not show it uninterrupted what's happening in the room mm-hmm. I think as um, as a viewer who's using this for well 
I'm going to take this out of my perspective. As someone who would watch this show as an escape for enjoyment, mm-hmm. uh, which is not me, um, <laughs> I, I, I think that it's, it's, it's somehow more effective to take it in and out of that space than to just leave it in the room where it would be extremely, uh, extremely challenging to watch. And we've mm-hmm. seen scenes on the show like that already that have been uh, difficult to watch. Um, and so I think possibly showing that there are complicit people outside of this room as well um, and to know that this has happened uh, probably more times than just to disturbance that um, I think it's, it's just helpful and I think it makes it a little bit stronger of a moment. Uh, it, it keeps it a little bit in our brains a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. uh, in the way that it was put together. I don't know. I thought it was uh, nicely done. I uh, have, I'll tell you this. I've thought more about um, that hand reaching down to drop Brianna's boots neatly on the outside of the door, taking care of her footwear more than they take care of her as a human being, um, is the most striking image this season, maybe of the whole series for me, in terms of something that's not about uh, the actors, like just a visual composition. And they and Outlander is pretty good at that because of these really cool title cards they do where you see really striking images that have nothing to do with the people and they're good at using that kind of filmmaking to advance the story. But that was like a one frame, well, not one frame, but a one shot illustration, um, that indicts society as a whole, mm-hmm. um, in the violent act perpetrated on this young woman, um, which I think is pretty, pretty fucking efficient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've thought about that. I've thought about those boots a lot. I, mean, I feel like this series has been nothing but like illuminating for me, per- just for me personally, um, nothing but good to illuminating as far as the way it deals with sexual assault throughout the entire series. Um, it, it's done, it's dealt with that subject as well as anything, any piece of entertainment that I recall, uh, mass market entertainment that I recall ever seeing. Uh, and this season's no exception in that regard. Like the conversations that they have where, uh, Disturbance and Jamie talk about, uh, uh, both of their shared assaults and how she wants to mm-hmm. kill them. I mean, they, they handle that really well or the, uh, moments in early season two or the very last episode of season one where... Uh, Claire and Jamie are talking about what took place in that prison and he can't bear to be touched by her. Like they, they handle that stuff well. Yeah. But also despite like what Jamie's been through that he still feels like when it happens to someone that he loves that he can somehow make it better with his fists. Mm -hmm. Right. You can just punch a stranger. Yeah. (laughs) If you you punch a stranger enough, that's going to make it all better, which it does absolutely nothing for little to nothing for the victim. I will say, I I totally agree. I think that it's a little more complicated with, in this case, um, because obviously the other time that, that this happens to date is when Jamie attempts to kill blackjack Randall after, and you know that he already wants to kill him for what he did to him, but what drives him to do it and to break his oath is when he finds out that he's also assaulted. Fergus, um, and that you don't you remember, don't remember that? that. I barely remember this season. I don't remember that. So That's season two. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll pretend like I remember it. So yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you? I mean, you remember? I'm sure because you've joked to me about it. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> Wait, you I want to give some context for that. No, because I'm sure you remember the thing I'm about to say because you joked to me about it. How about that? <laughs> when Jamie um, stabbed. Blackjack Randall in the dick? Mm. Yes, I recall. Yeah, that was at, over Fergus. Not like literally. I mean, it was... <laughs> Fergus wasn't there. But it's after Jamie discovers that, that Blackjack has also assaulted Fergus. 
in the whorehouse where he was living. Yeah. Um, also, it's the, the conversation you're talking about between Jamie and Disturbance. <laughs> you know, it's not very catchy. It's not, though. It doesn't in matter. In the D-bands. No, that's not good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, there's, it's the second time the conversation happens like that in this season, because the first one is Jamie and Wean talking, mm. and Wean talking about the nightmares that he's having mm-hmm. about um, Galus. So it's they're they're good at making sure that it just doesn't go away and disappear as a force in their lives. Which is interesting because I kind of feel like what happened with Rufus just kind of came, was incredibly impactful, and then mm-hmm. disappeared from the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. With Rufus? Right. They left River Run, and then we didn't really oh. see, like... For that some kind of reason, yeah. in my head, is it because I use the actual character name? Yeah, well, no, yes. I knew who Rufus no, was. No, I in my head, for some reason, I thought you were talking about Rupert, uh, and I was uh, like, well, I don't know. I've thought a lot about keep up on in to keep a quick pace. Yeah. Like I've thought about that a lot, but also it doesn't have anything to do with sexual assault. <laughs> Need to keep a quick pace, pace with his one eye. It's a good scene. All right, uh, speaking of characters with our names, oh, wait, that was a terrible segue. <laughs> Characters named Julian Allison? No. Not our names. <laughs> our names. This is a real piece of dick. Um, I like wordplay. Let's talk about... Speaking you of wordplay... Tell. Let's, speaking of wordplay, let's talk a little bit about Roger. Oh, oh no, you guys don't like him? I am not a fan Whatever. of Dogface. What, right. do, okay, get on it. Tell us okay. why. Talk about his story arc and what makes no. you pissed Actually, about it. can we briefly pause just so we don't have to do all this at the end and uh, and read some viewer comments? Yes, sure. please. Because oh. we've got... Um, Anything to avoid We are also... So those of you who are not Patreon subscribers, um, we are currently, as we're recording, live streaming this session for the folks at home. Well, Half right. of this session. Are you saying that I'm on camera right now? Um. Hi guys. All right. So some thoughts. We'll put it back on them. Julie, can you write down so we we can talk about Roger? Because I've got a. I've got it right here. I've got a personal story. Okay. I'm picking this up so that I can read. so Anne Gavin says, "Totally agree. Show is show. Book is book. Entitled fans need to go away." Well, d- don't go away from the podcast, though. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I, I really don't think those people are listening. We're not. We are definitely not the show for them. Um, okay, next. Agree with Kevin. That's Wrong a first. Pipe. Holy shit! Are you okay? Shit. Now? Wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that won't help. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's raining. And Kevin, agree with Kevin that having Murta come back connects us back to Scotland, which I really miss being part of the show. That's very nice. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Booyah. Jen Lander mm-hmm. Drunklin says, BJR shows his floppy dong in S1 when he can't rape yeah, Jenny. No, we remember that. Yep. She also says, oh, wait... Or in Wentworth Prison. I think it might be both. Here, here's the thing. Definitely Jenny laughs at at the beach for not having a boner um, as a survival tactic. That scene is also very upsetting. And very dangerous. Yeah. 
That's also one of the biggest crimes, I think, of this season, is being robbed of Jenny from the Lally Brown. Well, we didn't get Laura Donnelly for the best possible reason. She which was is in that, a show, right? Well, yeah, her husband, fiancé, partner, somebody, um, wrote a story, I think wrote a play based on uh, the life of her grandmother or a great-grandmother or something, and it was a huge hit in the West End, and now it's on Broadway. So, And she stars in it. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. I was like, wait, we didn't get her because her husband wrote a no, play? for Good her. For him, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she and it was a big hit in the West End, and now is Julie, playing on Broadway. Can we see two shows in New York in April? King Lear is enough. Okay. Oh come on, <laughs> Laura Donnelly. Ugh, I don't know. You I guys... could try to get you a fucking press ticket. Oh my god. Oh, that's real. Well, yeah, four but we have to though. take four people. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. You guys can wear um, one big trench coat, and someone can get on someone else's shoulders. <laughs> hey, that's Allison's that favorite D and D tactic. <laughs> It's the best way to sneak people places. No one, no one knows what this is about, Shimmy, but I miss that so much. Me too. <laughs> Me too. We, I had a hobbit or a, what do you call, a halfling, and she had a dwarf, and we used to do that routine all the time. Well, and I was like, like tough, and he was he thought he was tough, but mm-hmm. he was a really good but archer. S- yeah, uh, not <laughs> read, Shady. not baby tough. tree, baby tree. Um, and uh, and he would stand on my fictional shoulders, and then we would put on long capes and go on adventures. It's so great! It was really fun. It uh, never worked, but when it did, it was always so much better than doing it the normal way. <laughs> Your character was Lord Dortmorth Stoutmorth the Tall. Yeah, Lord Dortmorth Stoutmorth the Tall. Mm-hmm. I think it was the very. Very tall. Mm -hmm. And then later I killed a dragon by myself and it became the tall, the dragon killer. Yeah. I just found something I hate more than Outlander. (laughs) What? This conversation right now. (laughs) That's your fucking loss, man. Um, So, Roger. You're just jealous because... You are Lord Kevmorth Stoutmorth the Short. Ooh, oh, little buddy. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> little buddy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just kidding. Pam. Someone's not getting a caricature for her fucking birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Thank you. Speaking, so with Roger, there's only really one Roger thing I care to ask, be in on, and I'll let Kevin do any of the Roger stuff. Um, did I miss something, which is totally possible? Where the fuck was he for the whatever period of time in between when uh, Jamie and Claire came back to River Run and when he came back? Oh, he needed time he, to think. He didn't. But where did he go? What was he doing? For like days? He camped. Yeah. I mean, he was extremely traumatized. He didn't go like find the the North American Dick Rocks, the Dick, the 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 Delaware Dick Rocks, or anything like that. <laughs> he might have. He, so we don't know. There's no I, idea. You might know, but you can't tell us. It, my in my the, to the best of my recollection. Um, Should you, I expect an answer to my question, or is it just that he was off thinking? Well, I mean. I think he was off thinking. I suspect that they got out of the wilderness together and he went to like a tavern or some shit. But also in my memory, he um, did relocate the Delaware Dick Rocks. Yes. Too far north. Let's do it. Yes, I was going to say Neil's sense of geography is far off by calling them the Delaware Dick Rocks. But now they're definitely the Delaware Dick Rocks. Love Um, that alliteration. It's the only thing in Delaware. Mm. Um, Oh, look. Delaware. <laughs> uh, we could call them the Joe Biden Synecdoche and the Dick Stone Circle, but that's Ooh. not as good. That, I do like it, though. I like it. You say Schenectady. I don't know. 
Sounds good. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I guess I did say Synecdoche, which is the movie, not Schenectady, which is the town. Mm-hmm. And Synecdoche is about Schenectady. Fuck Charlie Kaufman. Not really. I love Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> um, anyway. The Maryland Manstones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Upstate Uprights. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. I like that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I got these, this chair. You're really, it's, you know, I, I mean, I just got to say, Julie, my chair hasn't made a single farting noise. Mm-hmm. I only, it's only when I'm not paying attention. Okay. okay uh, so, did, Roger shit. So, that, so I continue to be um, unfulfilled by Roger. Le- question, Kevin? though. Before Kevin <laughs> dies in, question. Yeah. Is it unfulfilled by Roger or unfulfilled by Roger and Richard Rankin. Like, are you into the performance and just not the character? Or is it both? He, um, I don't think I have any problem with the performance. Yeah, I don't think I have any problem with the performance. I can't, I couldn't really point to anything about that, really. Um, I know he had one monologue that Julie told me I was really going to love that I ended up only half paying attention to. So I did not have the same experience (laughs) with the monologue that I think other folks did. Uh, I can't speak for Kevin. Um, I'll, I'll let Kevin speak about that when his Roger section that he's about to do here in a second. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he just, I didn't, he, all the stuff he did in North Carolina or wherever, Virginia, wherever the fuck that shit happens in the, in his present day, when they go to the festival and the whole like fucking crazy ass fucking marriage proposal and everything was not the person that I thought, you know, I was getting in the prior seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. So it came a little bit out of nowhere. Um, I didn't love it. He hasn't really done anything to, uh, what do you call it? Um, redeem redeem it really. Um, he went to a bar, apparently went to a bar for seven days to think about it or something. <laughs> when I say a tavern, back then a tavern was like a hotel. Okay. Well, it's like the shit you invent in D and D. It's like a hotel and a grocery store yeah. and a bar so went, and a pharmacist he went and, and camped a out at a hojo for six days or whatever, and then like showed up. Um, and I'm just basically he's at the point now where he walks on screen. And I'm just like, that's where I'm at with that character right now. Kevin. Kevin. I think his performance is as bland as the turtlenecks he wears. <gasps> I, Shots fired. I I don't care. It's been a long time since I gave a shit about Roger on the show. In the season, I feel like did nothing to encourage that. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, he if, cannot have a biscuit. If Neil was half paying attention to that monologue, then I was a quarter paying attention to that monologue in the Idiot Hut. I just didn't. It, I just. He remembers Idiot Hut, though. Don't well, yeah, because I listen to your podcast. That's how oh. I know anything about the show. <laughs> uh, oh God, it's like, it's like we're spark nodes, <laughs> but we are though. Or PubMed. Does what? nobody gets that? No. Okay, sorry. What? All right. Con- Chime in. Never mind. Pub, uh, pub, is that a is that more wordplay because it's consistent with your other output? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say yes. <laughs> okay, so I have a Roger story. Oh boy, a story. And I was hoping that uh, that Janine would be here because he's the only other person that this is might be applicable to. Okay. Uh, so Janine I, the silver fox? The one and the same. Mm-hmm. So he and I, I don't know, this might be different, but he and I are the only ones that aren't in long-term committed relationships. So he and I are the only ones that are currently doing online dating. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Listeners, 
I'll have you know that Kevin just stopped what he was doing, turned to the camera in my computer, winked, and did an incredibly awkward thumbs up. And now he gave one to me, and suddenly I want to date him. Continue. Okay, so... uh, Sorry, Tom. So online date... (laughs) Sorry, Tom. Don't worry, he doesn't listen. Uh, I have, on numerous occasions... Matched with women who have Outlander somewhere in their bio, like shows I like or something about Outlander, only because I have this large knowledge base of this piece of garbage show that I will then relate to them. So I started uh, chatting with a very attractive young lady uh, about Outlander, and she and I, uh, she unmatched me. Uh, I'm going to jump to the end and then go back for more context. She unmatched me because she was asking me what I thought about this season, and I gave my very same opinions on Roger, and she apparently was so put off by that that she unmatched me. <laughs> oh, literally! But hey, you were honest, pal. Look, what am I, I going to like lie and be like, oh, he's all right? No, he sucks. Get real <laughs> pants when you go back in time, dum-dum. No, 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 yes, yes, yes. No, that shit is fucking historically accurate. It makes sense that he would, here is the difference between Brianna's time travel outfit and Roger's time travel outfit. Brianna just went to fucking Goodwill and found some shit that might sort of look like it could go back in time, and that's how she's dressed. Like, she wanted to be comfy and also was going for Halloween as frontier woman, but also only started planning her costume an hour ago, right? Roger is a fucking historian. I guarantee he, like, robbed a clothing archive or some shit. Or, a, like, or you know what? It's like fucking the props designers in theater that go above and beyond, where every letter, all the words are written out, and they age it in tea, and then they burn the edges, and then they crumple it, and then they leave it in a pile of dirt for four days, and then they sit on it, and then they eat part of it, <laughs> then they put it in tea again, and then they drink it, they poop it back out, they reform it into paper, they rewrite the letters, and then it's your prop. I don't know what you're talking about. Theater's a dying art. Um, <laughs> I will tell you this. A lot of people were pissed off about his little boy short pants. Yeah. And they talked about it, but you know what? Terry Dresbach was out. like, no, no, no. And Shut she put down. up a picture, and it was historically put, accurate. Put somebody... The culottes were historically accurate, y'all. Kevin, Four you got men. this. You got this. There are wide shots that he is standing in those tiny little flood pants mm-hmm. and in the background no other man is wearing those pants right so why just him why him if you're gonna do that then like at least half the dozen people also need to be wearing that shit there are just shots where he's the only one yeah the only one it seems like they decided roger in particular wears the short pants oh that is shady though <laughs> That's Neil saying that Roger's not a real man. I'm just saying, all mouth, no trouser. I, <laughs> I find it very hard to believe that Neil has such retrograde. That was the worst type I've attitudes ever seen. about masculinity. Get that here. <laughs> we saw a British show today that said all mouth, no trouser, and Neil and I were very happy about it. <laughs> just saying. Mm-hmm. And since we didn't see a dong returning to the conversation earlier, I am going to say that maybe Roger is all mouth. All, sorry, all mouth, no trouser. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's sexy. It's, and yet, best sexy in the fucking season. It's true. He is very hairy. Um, hmm. Anything else about Roger? Or can we talk about this goddamn cabin? Oh, yes. Uh, I think we're going to need to save the cabin for after a break. But really, none of the idiot hut stuff did it for you? None of it? Father Sting 
fire woman running into the I fire. thought it was hilarious watching Roger try to dig that hole out the back. That was fucking funny <laughs> as shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really care about it them trying to shock me. We used to have a German Shepherd and a Cocker Spaniel when I was a kid, and the Cocker Spaniel would try to dig out from under the gate. There was just this tiny little hole. They just kept digging that, just kept digging that. It was never getting out from under that gate. That, that was short pants, Roger. That Cocker Spaniel hated you. That Cocker Spaniel died when we were at Disney World. And, it, <gasps> and uh, that's going to be cutting to break. No, go ahead. <laughs> traditional dudelander fashion we underestimated how much these sons of bitches were going to talk and also how drunk we were going to be so we are stopping this episode here with mid dog death story <laughs> to um to i don't know well i mean back in time back then because we're time traveling back in time we uh were like peeing and getting more beer and stuff in reality now in the present we're recording this list for then so that then next week you'll hear the rest of the conversation which we've already had but you haven't heard yet it's complicated uh we want to thank everybody who listens to the show you're all the best you can find us on uh, facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast you can find us on twitter at podlandercast you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash podlandercast where you can support the show which we would not be able to do without the help of all of the following wonderful people um, as well as other patrons donating at lower levels the show is expensive and everything helps also iTunes reviews I'm doing this all out of order it's fine we want to thank Jen Lander Drunklin Chantel Davis Trish McCreary Jenna Polkowski Dr. J Laurie McGuire Ann Gavin Katie Kirshner Amanda Newton Beth Locke Amy Gustafson Rachel Townsend Steph Peterson Meredith M Tara Lucchino Meredith Ottery Catherine Marshall Eastman Chantel Salters Mary Lumpkin Tanner Cole, Kiki, the wise. Neil just said the wise from the bathroom. You're welcome. Crystal Nanavati, Ann Gibson, Molly Layton, Heather Moore, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Viv Pickles, and Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Hi Mom. Mom. <laughs> we will be back next week with the second half of Dudelander. Um, it's a doozy. There's more dog death. See you then. Bye. Bye.